Testing, testing, one, two, three. I think it sounds great. Oh, this does sound really good. You can hear everything. So, yeah, let's talk about, yeah, yeah. why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. Um, hi, my name is Asia Singleton. Should I mention that I'm an intern and then also just a resident of West Garfield Parker? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Hi, it's me, Asia, Curious City's intern. And the other person you just heard, that's WBZ reporter Linda Lutton. On this episode, we're answering a question about Aldi, the grocery store. Well, one Aldi in particular. It's in West Garfield Park on Chicago's west side. It shut down last October. There's still no word on what's to come for this now closed Aldi store. This means that the only major... Big story this afternoon. Right now, grocery store protests. People who live and work in the West Garfield Park neighborhood say a long time... Two, four, six, eight, Aldi Despite the closure of the store on West Madison, they say this will leave the neighborhood with even more of a food desert and will take away a healthier, cheaper option for families. But I didn't learn Aldi was closed from the news. My family shopped at that Aldi. I live just a few blocks away. I got a text in our family chat, and my sister said that the Aldi's was closed. And I was like, closed? Like, what do you mean they're closed? And she's like, yeah, they're closed down. Like, the logo's taken off. They're closed. This Aldi's has been around, yeah, 30 years, and I'm only 23, so that's my whole lifetime right there. So the Aldi closing really resonated with our question asker, Carrie Payne. I'm a speech therapist, and one of my jobs was working at the old Michael Reese. He's talking about the former hospital in Bronzeville on the south side. And one of the first patients I saw in our rehabilitation unit was a gentleman who had had an amputation below his knee for diabetes. And I realized pretty quickly that food security... Access to good food was a problem, at least all over the market area of the hospital and everywhere. Carrie remembers reading the Aldi's clothes due to declining sales. They said they've operated at a loss in West Garfield Park for several years. I actually reached out to Aldi right after they closed. So I sent them an email through their forum on their site and said, Hi, like I'm a resident of the West Garfield Park community. I've shopped at this location. And I want to know, like, what happened? Why did you guys decide to close? Because they did close without a warning. It was very quick and kind of like an overnight thing. So Aldi's just told me that they... This is what they emailed me. We have been proud to serve this community and have made the difficult decision to close the location at 3835 West Madison. We apologize for any inconvenience and hope to see you at our other nearby locations. Carrie wants to know about the impact that Aldi's closure is having on the neighborhood and whether anything's going to replace that store. And those are important questions because this isn't just about one Aldi closing. It's about access to food and about grocery stores as a community resource or maybe even a right. So WBEZ reporter Linda Lutton and I are tackling these questions. Maybe we can wait by the bus stop in a minute too. Actually, that would be a good place. Yeah. That's next. You want to go there first? Or you want to, let's, okay, yeah, let's go here. How are you doing? Hello. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. 
Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at WBEZ.org slash events. For the answer of what's happening now, months after the Aldi closing, we started with a guy who's been involved from the beginning. My name is Theodore Joseph Crawford. Friends call me TJ. I'm the executive He's the executive director of the Garfield Park Right to Wellness Collaborative. That group started a few years ago to work on health and wellness in the neighborhood. We meet him out by the closed Aldi. Want to describe what the Aldi looks like right about now? It looks abandoned. There are outlines from where the Aldi sign used to be. It's boarded up. The lot is closed. In a community that has struggled for decades with abandonment and disinvestment, it hurts to see one of the most important businesses go dark. As we were reporting this story, there was basically just one grocery store left in West Garfield Park, a very small save-a-lot more than a half mile away. That's a long walk for seniors or families with kids. And like Asia mentioned, almost as bad as Aldi leaving was the way they left. One day the signs were up, you know, everything looked like it was business as usual. The next day the signs were down, the windows were boarded up, and that was it. There was not even a sign on the door that said we are closed for whatever reason. They just left. Even the alderman says he didn't know. Nobody knew. And again, for me, that's an indication of what they think about the West Garfield Park community, that something that is essential to a community's well-being is food. You know, we're not worth um, a conversation or notice. It's just really a, a cash transaction. And when the cash transaction no longer made sense for them, then they exited the community. We reached out to Aldi multiple times, but they never got back to us. TJ and the collaborative, they protested the closure. They helped organize food giveaways in the Aldi parking lot for weeks. They started a petition calling on Aldi to sell its store to the community for a dollar. They called on the city to step in. TJ is trying to address life expectancy in Garfield Park, which is 16 years shorter than nearby white communities. Doctors say food is a big part of that. TJ now wants something better than Aldi. Aldi's wasn't necessarily providing the best of what we needed, but it it, it was something. You know, it was a step up from a lot of the corner stores around here that, you know, specialize in in pop and Cheetos and honey buns. So their vacancy does provide an opportunity for us to take a moment to see and dream about what could be the best thing for this community. TJ's group is actually interviewing grocers. They want a community-centered grocer to take over the Aldi building, someone who prioritizes black people's health and wellness, TJ says. A black owner or community ownership would be ideal. We're not just sitting back waiting for someone to come bless us with something. We are actively involved in the process. So some of the things the collaborative has been fighting for, it looks like they're actually happening. This month, Mayor Lori Lightfoot's administration is seeking permission from city council to buy the Aldi, if necessary, to ensure it's used for a grocery store. The city would find a grocer to set up there. That's a big deal. 
the city threatening eminent domain and saying this community needs a grocery store. It's a public good, like a school or a park. And that's the only use we want here. Yeah, looks like they're open today, so yes, we can go in. There are lots of convenience stores in West Garfield Park, including a couple on the same block as the Aldi. And for thousands of people, these have become the main source of food in the neighborhood. Hi there. Hello. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Good. These stores almost all follow a similar format. Candy, chips, sugary drinks. The basic ingredients for obesity and other health issues. Do you guys sell any produce at all? Like fresh produce, bananas, apples? I, I wish. No. I told the boss about that. He told me soon. If there's meat, it's frozen. Produce? Good luck. It's the definition of a food desert, basically. Low-income neighborhood with little or no access to healthy, affordable food. Some people call it food apartheid. As T.J. Crawford put it, basically, it's like feeding your family from a gas station. I actually interviewed my sister Letitia about the Aldi's closing. She was an avid Aldi shopper, and she had so much to say about these convenience stores. You cannot go in there and find a kiwi or a tomato, but if you need a rotten banana, that's the place to go. It's like they just get a basket of apples, oranges, and bananas and say, we have a fresh line of fruits and veggies, and it doesn't work like that. A lot of people complain about the quality of food in convenience stores. If the meat is about to go bad, they just put it on sale at a deal that you can't refuse because you're in a neighborhood where you're stretching every penny you have. So when you see that this meal is on sale and it can feed you for a week, it's like, oh, my God, let me grab it. But then you get home and it's, the quality is so bad, you just don't know what to do. Of course, a convenience store is a convenience store. Maybe it's wrong to ask them to be grocery stores. But in a context of no grocery stores, they come under more scrutiny. Hello. We're in a pretty big convenience store right off Pulaski. There's a steady stream of customers coming and going. Business has picked up here since the Aldi closed. And this is where we meet West Garfield Park resident Tommy Farrell. Doing a story on the Aldi's closing. Oh, that was, uh, it was devastating. Because they had, I guess, fair quality food at a low price. How do you feel like this store is for a substitute for Aldi? Like, is this a pretty good substitute? Well, some, some bees nothing, put it that way. Mr. Farrell's biggest complaint the sky-high prices he now has to pay at the convenience stores. Twice as much, he says, in one of the lowest-income neighborhoods in the city. The milk at Aldi's versus here, or like some eggs. It's double. It's double. A dozen eggs at Aldi is like a dollar. Here it's going to be two, three dollars. A gallon of milk, here it's going to be three-something. Or maybe four, depends on what local store you go to. We're still in the convenience store when Mr. Farrell gets on the phone. He wants us to meet someone. This is a black businessman that's opening up a store right down here on Pulaski in Fifth Avenue. Okay. And he wouldn't mind talking to y'all too. He's, okay. He's getting ready to open up. Are you at the store, Al? Yeah, I'm not. Should I'm, we go down? Yeah, you can go. Okay. Bring him down. Okay. All right, come on. All right, here we go. Thank you. We ride the bus down Pulaski to North Lawndale, the next neighborhood over. 
got a sign out there already, huh? Yeah. Nice. Oh, this is going to be pretty big, huh? Yeah, it's going to be a nice house. Hey, All right. Hello. WBEZ. How are you? How are you? This is where entrepreneur Albert Person is creating the sort of grocery store he thinks should exist in his community. This is the new North Lundale meat and fresh produce market, full line of grocery. I get a lot of inboxes, you know, begging me, please hurry up and open this store. He's still waiting on some city approvals and hopefully some grant money. The west side of Chicago is not an easy place to start a grocery store. Crime and desperation are high. Cash is low. People say that's part of what happened with Aldi's closing. Grocery store experts warn those conditions remain for whatever grocer takes over the Aldi. Here at Albert's, the shelves are set up, the cooler's installed, the fruits and vegetables will be on this island, and there's some crates that go on the bottom for uh, potatoes and stuff like that. The butcher shop in the back looks amazing. There are new meat saws and scales. There's a 15-foot walk-in freezer-cooler combo next door, so we'll be able to store uh, half a cow's, whole cow's, calves. The grocery store is set up to be at least 85% stocked by black-owned companies and suppliers. He's working with Black Farmers, a black-owned bakery. He'll offer free delivery to neighborhood seniors. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. You know, just pretty much looking out for the people that I grew up with, their children, my children. So, This feels like the kind of grocery store T.J. Crawford was imagining for the Aldi. His step up from Aldi, a community-centered store. It's an idea bubbling up all over the West Side right now. It's growing out of community garden and farmer's market movements. Communities taking care of themselves in a way the private market hasn't. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Within just a few blocks of the former Aldi, there are a number of senior buildings. We meet Linda Larkin in one of them. She lives on the 12th floor of the Fannie Emanuel Apartments. She's 67 and was a regular Aldi shopper. Yeah, what are you doing for groceries now? Yeah, taking, um, well, I was driving, but I don't have my vehicle now, so I'm taking public transportation, and I'm at Pete's. She chose Pete's based strictly on the bus line. 
she catches the number 20, the Madison Street bus. Which takes you straight there, allows you to get off right in front of the store. Then you walk across the street, take the 20 back. But with the winter and the snow, and the snow was heavy, you can imagine a senior person trying to trot through that snow, you know, with some boots on and stepping. In the, and most of, our, most of us are afraid of falling. That's our biggest fear. If you've never done your grocery shopping by bus, it's not easy. It's not the going, it's the coming back. Because now you're loaded with groceries. And then when you're in there, you're limited to what you can carry. So a lot of times I'm going two times a week because I don't want to overload myself walking from Madison, you know, to here. Last time she went to Pete's, she waited at the stop for 45 minutes. 45 minutes. And there's only one seat there, and that seat was already filled. So I wasn't even able to put my groceries down, and I didn't want to sit my groceries on the ground because I didn't want to bring all that what was on the ground back with me in my apartment. So I'm here, I'm trying to balance, you know. But I'm sure I'm not alone. Other people are experiencing the same thing. Ms. Larkin's building has 180 apartments in it, and there are three other senior buildings nearby. A grocery store in walking distance should be a given, she says. And I just think it's not happening. It's so unfortunate that they put these senior buildings in places, but um, amenities and the things that are needed for them to maintain a quality of life and independence is not in place. We were just about to leave the Fannie Emanuel apartments when a resident tells us some news about the Save-A-Lot, the last remaining grocery store in West Garfield Park. They closed it down today. What? That's what we just heard, that they closed the one right here on uh, Pulaski. We just got the message that it was closed down today. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. So now where are we going to go? So we've just pulled up to the Save-A-Lot parking lot. Uh, Looks shut down. Totally shut down. There's only like four cars in the parking lot. Yeah. On the front door of the Save-A-Lot is a big green city sign that says license suspended. Later, we'll learn it's from the health department for a whole host of violations. Employees handling food who were never trained in that. The store manager and security guard not wearing masks and a rat infestation. Inspectors found 700 droppings and live rodent activity on site. They saw droppings in the meat cooler room, inside and under the candy bar racks, gnawing on foods. Also present, small flies throughout the store. When T.J. Crawford talks about businesses not caring about the health or wellness of the African-American community, about grocery stores just being here for extraction of profits, this is the kind of thing he means. Outside the Save-A-Lot, people don't know any of this yet. They're coming back from school or work to find another grocery store in the community, the last grocery store in the community, shut down. Now I got to take another stop on the bus. (laughs) It's crazy. I'm a Garfield Park resident, been a resident for 40 years. And this store here closing, it's really finna mess a lot of people up. It's crazy. But I gotta go because I gotta catch this bus once again. By pure coincidence, Mr. Farrell is here. He was stopping by for groceries. It's terrible. That means there's nothing in the neighborhood, nothing. Now, I guess I gotta go on the north side. 
I didn't even know. I just got off the bus. I was getting ready to go in here and give me a few items before I go home. And now it's closed. So there's nothing in the Garfield area. Nothing. A shopper named Mac McNeil had this takeaway. It's a terrible way these grocery stores and these chains has just left African-Americans out to fend for themselves. They come in, they take our money, and then they don't give us nothing. No one at the store would talk to us. Asia and I get in my car and leave. Wow, so the Save-A-Lot was like the alternative to the Aldi. And now there's no Save-A-Lot. Yeah, this is just infuriating as like a resident to see that now there's no grocery store at all in West Garfield Park. This is crazy. Yeah, I sent my family to photos showing that they were closed and my dad just said, wow. Chicago City Council is slated to decide next week whether to give the city permission to purchase the Aldi, if necessary, to ensure it continues as a grocery. Whatever happens regarding the city, residents of West Garfield Park are in agreement. The community deserves better. Here's what my sister imagines. We'll have a complete deli section, a coffee shop. We'll have hot foods already prepared for elderly people. It's different. There's just so much variety. You can try meals that you never even thought you would eat. Food can become fun again, not just something you got to eat because your stomach's making you remember. For now, there is still no open grocery store in West Garfield Park. Reporting for this week's episode came from me and Linda Lutton. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation and produced by Joe Dassault and Jason Mark. Adriana cardona God is Curious City's reporter, and Maggie Sivet is the digital and engagement producer. Alexander Solomon edits the show. I'm Asia Singleton. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.